Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. John 17 and verse 14 today. Jesus, have you ever heard that we call it the Lord's Prayer and it's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be that name. That was actually the prayer the Lord taught us to pray. He didn't pray that prayer. How do you know? Because Jesus was sinless. So he, never, he didn't pray that prayer, but he taught us to pray that prayer. If you want to know what Jesus, what the Lord's, the, the, the Lord's prayer in the word is John 17. This is the Lord's prayer. This is what Jesus prayed for us and for the disciples and all who would believe. John 17 and verse 14. Jesus is saying, and, he, and he's praying to the Father and he says, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through your word, that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Now, verse 22 is where we really want to anchor down on this a little bit today because it's, it's, it's capturing uh, the, 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 the spirit behind this message. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. that they may be one just as we are one. Jesus said, listen, the glory I have, the glory I walk with on this earth, I give unto you, church. Abide in that glory. Stay in the glory. Push your neighbor and say, stay in the glory. Hallelujah. I want you to go to John 15 and verse 1. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a few uh, passages of scripture here and then we'll pray and after that you can be seated. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Now I want you to grab this uh, next passage of scripture. It's not really, in, it's not really the, the heart behind the whole message today, but, but just in case somebody's deceived you into believing that you can live like you want to live and you're still going to be okay. Jesus said, every branch in the world, that ain't what he said. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes 
that it may bear more fruit. He said, you already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. He said, by this, have you ever heard, look up at me, have you ever heard religious people talking about you don't need to be asking God for everything? Quit, you quit asking God for stuff. That ain't even scriptural. He said, by this, by you asking and receiving, he said, my father is glorified. So you got to get all that religious stuff away from you. It'll kill you. He said, by this, my father's glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. As the father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you can keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. If you're struggling with joy, you need some love. He said, if you'll love folk, your joy will be full. That was worth some of your price of omission this morning. Said so when you get out there to hating people, offended with people, bitter with people, everybody else will fall. Oh, just being ugly spirited. He said, all of a sudden your joy starts going down. And you can't figure out why you walk around depressed. He said, you start loving people. And that joy will start filling right back up again. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Verse 13. Oh, wait a minute. I, I skipped verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no, has, has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. He said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. See, religious people be talking about, you, you, you ain't no friend, you this. Well, Jesus said, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. For all things that I have heard from my father, I've made known to you. Verse 16, and then we're done. You did not choose me. Jesus said, I'm going to make something clear. 
<laughs> you didn't come looking for me. He said, but I came searching for you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you. I like to say appointed and anointed. That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. He said, I'm going to remind you one more time. And whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he may give you. Somebody shout amen and give the Lord a praise. Amen. Let's pray. Father, today, thank you for your word. I sense your word, God, as we read it, prayed it, decreed it. I sense it saturating the grounds of every heart under the sound of my voice present here and those listening across the world today. Father, I ask today that your spirit would move in like a mighty flood, break down every wall, tear down every hindrance, remove every distraction so that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Father, I pray today that you would be glorified in all that is said and done. Look upon my availability and not my ability today. And Lord, I pray grant me with such an anointing to preach and teach your word that when your people leave here, God, they will know that they have not heard from a man, but they have heard from the Holy Ghost. Father, today thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We give you praise for everything that you have done, everything you're doing and everything you're about to do, God. We thank you for, for it all. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. And everybody that agrees, shout amen. Give the Lord about three seconds of hand clap and praise before you're seated today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So today I'm going to do a little bit of preaching, but I, I plan on doing some teaching. Um. So, so that our revelation matches our shout. I'm going to say that one more time. So that our revelation matches our shout. I, I want you shouting. I want you praising. I want you dancing. Y'all know me. Let's, let's, let's go on and give God something he's worthy of. But I also want you walking with a revelation. I want you walking with a foundation grounded in what you believe and sometimes we believe things and we don't know why we believe things. And so we have to get to a place in the word, especially nowadays. Can I just talk for a moment? When the great falling away is not coming, it is already happening. You, you need to understand that we live in the time. I can remember when I first started preaching, I used to preach about the great falling away is coming. But now we live in a time when the great falling away is here. Folks departing from the faith. But that's not nothing new. False teachers and false prophets and false preachers preaching a different gospel. The apostle Paul said if somebody comes to you preaching something different, he said don't believe him. He said if an angel, he said if I come back preaching something different, don't believe me. 
preaching a different thing. So you need to understand that we're living in a time where we got to know what we know and how we know it. The old folk used to say, or let me say this, I'm sorry, old school used to say, you got to know in your knower that knows. Why you believe certain things and why you can stand on it. And so when I've been preaching about this dimensional glory and some of you are definitely catching it. But the, when the enemy comes in, the Bible says like a flood, the spirit will lift a standard against him. In other words, he'll lift a revelation against him that will not cause you to be swept away. And so what, what, you, what you've got to realize is that when the enemy comes in and begins to test why you believe that you can abide in a dimensional glory. Why do you believe that you are in a dimensional glory that is, that is bringing unlimited provision to your life? You can't just say because Pastor Jeremy said so. Come on, somebody. You, you can't just, because he'll say, well, he might say, well, Pastor Jeremiah, I know in Jesus I know, but who are you? You got to say because the word says. When the enemy came against Jesus, he didn't say because I said it. He said the word says. We know that he was the word, but I'm saying, he said, though, it is written. And so you've got to know where you're grounded at in this thing. How are you abiding in this thing? Now, God has been blessing this house. That's a good place for you to shout amen. amen. Push your neighbor and tell him, wake up, neighbor. God's blessing me right now. Hallelujah. God has been blessing this house. We have heard of all kinds of testimonies. I've been bringing people, been coming to you over the past two or three weeks, or, or definitely, well, actually, it's been longer than that, but I've been intentional about the past two or three weeks of people talking about how they've been sowing and how they've been believing for this dimensional glory, and all of a sudden, God has just begun to overtake them with the blessings. Hallelujah. I love how Sister Chandra told us last week that she, her and her husband, her family was sowing seed and, and God just began to overtake them. Overtake them with, with a multiplication anointing. How many could use a multiplication anointing on your life? And I love the testimonies how we heard about Sister Pam and Allie, Allie and all, uh, several people that's been testifying. And if you're watching online right now, you need to understand something. There, has, there is a grace on this house that when seed hits the ground, all of a sudden there's a multiplication that comes on it, a double portion that comes on it. And all of a sudden it begins to overtake the people of God in the rewards of harvest. Shout amen to that. And so that's what's happening here right now. And many of you are beginning to experience it. When I've been hearing of some promotions and bonuses, my God in heaven. I'm going to make some folk, well, no way I ain't. Y'all done got, how many, y'all done got over that jealousy spirit, amen. We, listen, if you're still struggling with jealousy, you need to just fast and pray and get that devil out of you. Because it will hold you back. And I'm telling you, folk in the house of God get jealous all of a sudden, but not in this house, praise the Lord. But I, I was talking to a dear sister last week. She said her boss has been uh, believing for, uh, uh, to hit a certain mark over 20 years. For 20 years, he's been hitting, trying to, believing for a certain mark to hit. She said, I came down 
I forget if it was three or four weeks ago, she said, I sowed a seed and said, in the name of Jesus, we're going to hit this mark. Because with that came a big promotion and a big bonus her way. Now, how many of you know God can turn around and work through some wicked folk and get you something in your hand? Come on, somebody. God, God ain't got it. The Bible says that the Lord will take the wealth of the wicked and return it to the righteous. And so she, she began to believe her that and sowed that seed. And she said, uh, our boss, my boss called me in and said, uh, it ain't, we ain't hit this mark in 20 years. She said, uh, the boss said, but we have now hit this mark and I'm giving all of you bonuses and promotions. You ought to give God a hand clap right now. <laughs> Hadn't hit it in 20 years. I said, that, that boss better be glad that you work for him. See, you, let me tell you something. You can be lost and on your way to hell. You take care of a child of God. Something just liable to spill over on you. Hallelujah. But we've been watching this dimensional glory. And I was thinking and praying about today. And uh, I just felt like the Holy Spirit put an urgency in me to come and teach for a little bit. Come and teach the people of God about why we believe what we believe in and how to abide in it. Because see, you can get in it, but if you don't know what you believe and you don't know why you believe it, the enemy can deceive you of walking out of it. I've done watch some people before. Can I just, just stay here for a minute? I've watched people before be doing so well. I mean, get saved and full of the Holy Ghost. Be doing so good. And because of lack of knowledge, get pulled away. And let me just say this for some of you young adults in here that are single. Amen. Be very wise. The Apostle Paul said, I ain't going to be ignorant of the schemes or the wiles of the devil. Be very wise. You'll get saved and full of the Holy Ghost and, and be living for the Lord, running after God. And all of a sudden, the enemy will bring some little thing in your life. Who am I talking to? I done stepped in something right now. I'm talking about they'll be fine as 100-year-old wine. They are an assignment of hell. Well, you don't know. They go to church. Devils can come to church. You better wake up and recognize because I'm telling you, I don't know who I'm talking to in this place right now, but that thing, you'll be running after God and all of a sudden, this person will tell me, I want to, I want to live, for, with the Lord, live for the Lord with you. And three weeks later, you out there fornicating and can't even get up in the house of God and you don't backslid and you don't got into a place you don't even know how to get yourself back. But I came to tell you, don't be ignorant of the schemes and the wiles of the wicked one. Keep your eyes on the Lord and say, God, if you don't send them, I don't want them. I don't care how good they look, how much money they got. I don't care if they got their own house, their own car. It don't matter. If you ain't sending them, I ain't wanting them. I've not seen it so many times, especially after you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, the enemy just said, let me escort somebody on up in here. Hallelujah. So you got to understand something. You need to be very, very very cautious about things like that. Matter of fact, I'd tell folks, if you, I'm going to stay here for about 90 more seconds. Amen. Uh, I would tell folks, if you're a young adult and you're single right now and you've uh, freshly been born again, you just probably need to stay that way for about a year. Leave it alone. 
Well, pastor, you don't, you don't know what I, you don't know what, how they are. Well, I'm, hey, go and do your own thing. I'm talking to somebody. The Lord's sending a warning to you. Hallelujah. You got to learn. So uh, that's on, uh, you know, we'll put that over there. Amen. So we're talking about abiding in his glory. And the enemy will bring certain things, certain people. Can I talk to parents for a minute? I don't know. The Holy Ghost said, don't go nowhere for a minute. Can I talk to parents? Listen, the enemy will bring assignments of hell into your kid's life. To get them distracted and derailed. To get them off the calling of God. To get them out of the path of God. And you've got to have some discerning of spirits. To say, you know what? Ah, oh, you ain't supposed to be doing that. Hallelujah. You got to have the discerning of spirits to know these things. So parents, be wise. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Glory be to God. I feel the release now, amen. But God's been blessing this people, blessing this house. But can I tell you something? It ain't really how you start. God's more concerned about how you're going to finish. Hallelujah. We used to sing back when I was a kid in the church, when the roll is caught up yonder, I'll be there. It didn't say nothing about how we were starting this thing. The saints were singing, I want to see you when we called up. I want to see you on the other side. And so when we're talking about abiding in glory, what we're talking about is not how you're starting. We're talking about how you're finishing. Proverbs 24 says this. It says, by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Do you get what God is telling you right there? He's saying get some understanding, get some revelation. In other words, without some teaching and revelation, some of us will allow the enemy to deceive us into walking away from his dimensional glory. Even though, even those of us that have experienced these kinds of blessings without revelation can be deceived into and not abiding in it. The Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge, lack of revelation. So I want to teach about this for today. I want to, I want to teach for a moment about how to abide in in this glory. Now, whatever you're taking notes with, I want you taking notes today. Whether it's on your phone or whether, don't be looking at Facebook. Facebook ain't got nothing to say. Amen. It's, it's somebody taking a selfie that's done, uh, what do y'all call it? Filtered everything out. <laughs> Brother Trey, I seen somebody the other day and I, I had never seen him, but hardly on Facebook. I said, they don't look like the same person. I said, these, y'all, what is this? My goodness. Amen. I don't even know where I was going with that. Amen. But, but, uh. So let's talk about abiding. Everybody shout abiding. 
Number one, I want to talk about that's going to help you abide in this dimensional glory that brings uh, unlimited provision in your life. The power of agreement. Number one, the power of agreement. Let me talk about the power of agreement for a minute because people can shout they agree, but inside be saying, I disagree. The Bible says that the Lord don't look at the outside. He looks at the what? The heart of a person. The power of agreement can keep you in this place of dimensional glory. Can I talk to you just for a moment? Those of you that are married, do you know what the most powerful, listen, the most powerful union of agreement on the face of this earth is between a husband and a wife? There is no greater power, there is no greater union of agreement. This is why when some of you start going ahead, all of a sudden all hell breaks loose in your marriage. Because the enemy knows that if I can get you and him or you and her arguing, and if I can get y'all separated, and if I can get you out of agreement, then you will now get out of the place where God is pouring out his blessing and his glory on your life. And all of a sudden where you should have been agreeing, now you are divided. Hallelujah. The power of agreement will keep you abiding in this glory. The Bible says in Matthew 18, Surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two, or th two of you agree on earth concerning anything, they, that they will ask, it will be done uh, for them by my Father. It will be done. Now, I'm not saying there is not uh, agreement between the brothers and sisters in, in the church because there definitely is. But I'm telling you, some of you need to recognize why your homes are World War III right now. Because you stepped into a dimensional glory and you were in agreement and God started blessing you. Who am I talking to in this place right now? And God started blessing you and all of a sudden you can't seem to get along and everything is breaking loose and all hell's breaking loose in your home. And what you don't realize is that the union, the, 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 the agreement has been broken up and now you're not abiding in this glory. Hallelujah. But we're going to pray for some marriages in a minute. Amen. Think about it this way. The longer a husband and a wife are divided or in this, listen, are divided or not in agreement, the longer your future is put on pause. Pause. Well, well, she better apologize. Well, he better apologize. Pause. Stop angels for a minute. Let them get their stuff together. I didn't know I come to preach on marriage this morning. Amen. But I feel the Holy Ghost fixing it. The, you just put on pause. Matter of fact, the Bible says, husbands, <laughs> if you start treating your wives wrong, he said, God ain't going to listen to your prayer. You're going to be hitting a brass ceiling. The power of agreement. Glory be to God. If you got to, to go knock him over the head and then say, okay, let's get an agreement. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Don't hit nobody. 
I'm just bringing a point across to you that you've got to get into agreement. You, and, and let me just bring something as far as the corporate body, because I'm just teaching today. You might not get a lot of shouting in here, but you're going to get some learning. That's how you say it. You're going to get some learning. You're going to learn today. Amen. But when, the, but when the leadership of this house says, bless God in the name of Jesus, we're going forward in this direction. It's one thing to shout amen with your mouth. It's another thing to shout amen with your heart. And when we get into the power of agreement, church, when we agree, the apostle Paul said, agree as one. Be in one mind and one heart. When we agree as one, then I'm telling you the dimensional glory that brings unlimited provision will continue to pour out and we'll abide in that place. We'll stay in that place. Hallelujah. I better move on because I'm getting folk looking at me crazy because I said that about the marriages. Amen. Y'all better watch out. I'll get up here and preach for three weeks on it. Amen. I'll fix it. <laughs> Do y'all, how, how many have ever witnessed that? That when you started going forward in, and you, listen, I'll lift my hand as the first one. That when you start going forward in the Lord, all of a sudden the marriage seems not to be working all of a sudden. Well, have you figured out yet what's going on? It took me a minute. But I figured it out. Oh, you're trying to get me out of no longer being in this place of blessing. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why does divorce many times follow money issues? The money issue was the symptom that there was not agreement. The divorce was the result of no longer being in agreement. Pastor, you've been living in my house. No, I ain't. Amen. The Holy Spirit has. Number two, let's move on. I might get some shouts out of this one. Amen. Number two, mix every deed, decision, and conversation with faith. Mix every deed, every decision, and every conversation with faith. It's amazing to me how many decisions are made out of fear, Convenience, self-ambition, and the last thing is faith. I've watched people pick up their whole household and move over $2 an hour. Gotta be kidding me. Got down there, wasn't no church around, couldn't get in no place. Faith was the last thing they could think about. If you're going to abide in dimensional glory, you need to understand that you've got to mix every deed, every decision, and every conversation with faith. Hebrews 4 says, therefore, since these promises remain of entering into his rest, let us, let us fear lest any of you uh, seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as them, but the word which they heard did not profit them because why? It was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. Hebrews 11 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. 
Every deed, every conversation, and every decision has to be mixed with faith. So the next time that you're out there talking to your sister on the phone, or you're talking to your brothers on the phone, and you're sitting there telling them, well, I don't know, I just don't think it's going to work out. Well, you need to understand that's not faith. Hallelujah. You've got to have some faith in your conversation, in your deed, and your decision. Sometimes I look around, and I don't know what decision to make, and I look and see where is faith. Because I know that God will take me to faith and the enemy will take me over to fear. And I look and say, where is faith? This decision ain't real hard. God's going to put me on a path of faith because the Holy Ghost ain't never told me to back up. He's always told me to advance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people in the faith, they don't know what to do. And some churches don't know what to do right now. I would just say, where's faith? Because God is going to meet you at the place of faith. The enemy's going to meet you at the place of fear. Hallelujah. And when you're in that place of faith, you are lined up, church. You're lined up in a place where you can continue to abide in that dimensional glory that releases unlimited provision on your life. Hallelujah. So continue to abide in that place. Every deed, every decision, every conversation with faith. Number three, circumcise your heart, your hearing, and your mind with the word. Circumcise your heart, your hearing, and your mind with the word. Colossians 2 says, in whom you also, uh, you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Deuteronomy 10 says, circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and do not be any more stiff necked. Church, when I say circumcise your heart, your hearing and your mind with the word, I mean, let the word have the first and let the word have the last say so. Glory be to God. Submit to his word in every situation and circumstance. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. If you would circumcise this with the word, your hearing, hallelujah. Just circumcise your hearing. You'll be shocked at what will happen in your life. You'll be shocked at what will happen in your, in your family. You'll be shocked at what will happen in your business. But how many of us have our ears tuned to something else right now? Have it tuned to what's going on in the world. Have it tuned to our circumstance. Have it tuned to our situation. Have it tuned to what's coming against us. Glory be to God. The Bible says, listen, circumcise your heart, but I'm telling you, circumcise your ear. With the word, your mind, church. Hallelujah. This is one of the reasons why I don't hang out with folk who don't believe like me. I know, I know what you done heard. I know that Pastor so-and-so that you listen to every week tells you to go do, go do what you got to do. Go do. Tells you to hang out with these people, whatever. I don't hang out with people who believe like me. I love them. I'll minister to them. I'll witness to them. I'll treat them with respect because there is never a reason for you to disrespect anybody. 
I'll treat them with respect. I'll care about them. I'll do what I can for them. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'll hang out with them. You are not going to plant your seeds of doubt in the ground that I've done work so hard to till up and let the Lord do something big in. I don't want to hear it. I don't hang, let me tell you, let me say something, let me fix something else too. I don't hang out with folk that don't believe in tithing. I don't hang out with folk that don't believe in giving. I don't hang out with folk that don't believe in going to church. I let them do what they want to do. That's fine. I hope you're right and we'll see you on the other side. But just in case you ain't, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make it up yonder when we get there because the Lord has already put something on my life. And I've done seen that if I walk according to the commandments and the will of God, that he will bless everything I put my hands to and it shall be well with me and my family. I ain't letting you plant your seeds of doubt up in here. I don't hang out with folk that right now that's talking about, well, you better go build you a bomb bunker and, and do this and do that because the, hell, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. It might be going to hell in a handbasket, but can I tell you something? While I'm here, God's blessing and favor's on my life. While I'm here, the grace of God's on my life. While I'm here, I'm the head and not the tail and I'm above only and not beneath. So it might be going there, but I ain't going with it. The Bible says that when he splits the eastern sky, he'll call my name and I'll be caught up with him. And on the other side, I shall forever be with him. I ain't going with it. Hallelujah. I'm going to take that money and go to build a bomb bunker. I'm going to go buy me a car or something. Shoot. Sow a seed in the kingdom and watch the harvest come my way. Hallelujah. You got to understand, I'm going I'm to fix something else too in the body of Christ right now. Fear sells. Fear sells. I get you scared, I can get you to do anything. But you need to understand now, I want to just do you a little Bible study how many times God says in the word, fear not. Fear not. Hallelujah. So you, you listen, you got you to understand how to circumcise your ear. What that means is I'm filtering what's coming my way with the word of God. And I am letting, I'm deciding what will and what will not be planted in my heart. Glory be to God. I don't, I, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't give myself to it. I try to guard myself. I try to protect myself. If you continue to give yourself to this nonsense, you're going to find it's going to be difficult to walk in faith. It's difficult to have the mind of Christ. Why? Because the mind of the world is contrary to the mind of Christ. The spirit and the flesh war against one another, church. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Number four. Commit to loving God and loving others regardless of what you are facing. Commit to loving God and loving others regardless of what, you, what you're facing. I've watched people that don't have a whole lot of revelation be able to stay in a place of blessing just because they love folks. Just because they refuse to not love people. 
And then I've watched saints with a lot of revelation get an ugly spirit. And all of a sudden, everything stops. What is happening? You get taken out of that place of glory. Because Jesus said, if you love one another, this is how they'll know you're mine. Oh, glory. When you love God and you love others, regardless of what you're facing, this keeps you living. Everybody shout living. In a place of unity. Living in a place of unity in the body of Christ. Listen to what the 133rd Psalm says. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren. That means cistern too, amen. That's the word, y'all can have that word, cistern, not C-I-S-T-R-E-R-N, it's S-I-S-T-E-R-N, amen, cistern. How good and pleasant it is for brethren and cistern to dwell in unity. He says, don't just be like liking folk and loving people one day and then not liking them. He said, just dwell in it. He said, put you a mailbox up right here and don't let nothing pull you out of this. He said, when it pulls you out of unity, keep, keep reading now. He, he, said, he said, when you're in this unity, it's like precious oil upon the head. Running down on the beard. Couple of revelations here. Number one, it's like what's, what's over you spiritually and, and your spiritual authority is running down on your life. That's why you've got to be careful you put yourself under. You can't just put yourself under anybody. Well, they got a cool ministry. They cool. They cool. They got all them lights and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I, I want to like pick people up and say, how, how are you so easily bewitched? Because what's on the head's going to run down. But it's also the revelation is also this right here. When you dwell, dwell together in unity, then you're dwelling with the mind of Christ. The oil's on the head. Now watch this. Then it flows down on the beard. What is the beard covering? The mouth. Now you begin to prophesy and speak the things of the spirit. When you dwell together in unity. Oh, glory be to God. The Bible says, and it's, it's, running down, it's running down to the edge of the garments. What is this talking about? It's talking about what's covering you, what's clothing you, and what's healing you. The Bible says that they, she reached out and touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed. The, see, the, and this is where he says, he says, there. Everybody shout there. There I have commanded the blessing when you dwell together in unity. 
He said that he said the blessing and listen, the blessing can't even ask if it's coming to you or not. He says, I command it to come on you. He says, I command it to come on your family. I command it to come on your business. I command it to come on your marriage. I command it to come on your kids. He said, even if they act like you ain't worthy of it, even if you don't have the education to get the job, he says, when that blessing's on you, I command it to come on you. Even if your kid might not be the smartest one in the school, but they still are elevated far above their peers. Why? I commanded the blessing to come on him. You see, but when you get out of unity, all of a sudden you get out of this place and you don't even realize what's happening. Glory be to God. He said he has commanded the blessing. He's commanded life forevermore. Glory be to God. Somebody shout fix it. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap while I drink some water. That's the reason sometimes folk get upset when leadership has to lead and govern sometimes. And tell folk you got the wrong spirit. Repent or walk. Why? Number one is protection for the church. Number two, I'm trying to line them up in the place of blessing. Glory be to God. Number five. This, this right here is, I would say, one of the top two reasons why people uh, end up leaving this place of blessing. Keep a positive, faith-filled confession on your lips. Selah. If the enemy is attacking your life in some ways, I would look and see what he's doing. And then I would get me a faith-filled confession out of the Bible. And every time he tries to do that, I would speak this. Hallelujah. I got, if those of you that's ever been in my home, you'll know when you go to my refrigerator, there's all kinds of notes written. You know, with them little refrigerator magnets, amen, all over it. Stuff like, you know, you are a leader. So every time my son goes to that refrigerator, now he goes a lot more. <laughs> we grow them good down in the veal. But every time he goes to that refrigerator, if the enemy's saying, you're a follower, you ain't never going to be nothing, he has to look at that note. I am a leader. Some of you young parents, teach your kids to be leaders. I've taught mine since he could understand. You don't follow nobody, you lead everybody. There's a bunch of folk in prison, spending people in prison for the rest of their life because they followed somebody to something stupid. If they would have let them, they would have never been there. Drill it in your kids. You're a leader, not a follower. 
I have stuff on, I have stuff on my refrigerator that talks about uh, the, the future and, and, and things like that. I'm constantly, constantly wanting a faith-filled confession. I, I, I got to admit, I ain't always the best at it. Sometimes I let some things that ain't lined up with the Word of God out of my mouth like, man, today's just going terrible. And the Holy Ghost say, well, that's your confession. You got to understand. Can't, all right, let me fix one more thing. We're going to fix two things and then we're going home. Amen. This is what the Bible says. Let me read scripture and then, then, uh, then, I'll, then I'll do it. Mark 11. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, this works for good and bad. You need to understand you are the only creature that God created that has the creative power of the tongue. You have the ability to speak things. Now, I know some of the old time Pentecostal, they veered away from this, but they, was, they veered away from the word. God gave you creative power of the tongue. Were you formed and made in the image of God? Say yes. yes. How did he create everything you can and cannot see? He spoke it into being. And he said, you know what? I'm going to make you just like me. So that if you see something and you see a future and you see what God, you see what I want in your life, begin to speak such a thing and you have create, you got creative power of your tongue. So you have to keep a faith-filled confession. Now, let me just tell you something. Listen, if you get in front of the mirror and say, I'm so ugly. Do you believe that? Now, if you do, guess what? Daily, you getting uglier. I mean, every day you waking up and, and you wonder why people at your work looking at you crazy. If every day you get in that mirror and say, man, I'm so fat and I'm ugly and oh, I can't stand myself. Well, if you believe that, guess what? You're producing this. This is happening in your life. Now, I know this is something that is somewhat simple and in the physical, but it's true. It's true. I, I gave you this illustration because you need to understand that if you believe what you're saying, if you believe what you're speaking, and Jesus said, you don't doubt it. He said, you're going to have what you say. Some of us are praying for some things. And I, I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying you, God's saying you need to start speaking to some things. You need to start speaking to some mountains. He didn't say pray for the mountain. Come on, somebody. Y'all listening out there? He didn't say pray to the mountain. 
He said, speak to the mountain. He said, when you see some stuff that just don't seem to want to move, some things that seem to not want to get out of your way, some things that just seem like it's always there, he said, get some faith in you. It might just be as small as a mustard seed, he said, but get some faith in you and start speaking to that mountain. Hallelujah. Once you start doing these things, see, you can talk yourself out of a blessing. You can talk yourself out of dwelling in the glory. You're going to talk yourself right out of it. Hallelujah. Speak to the mountain. Keep a positive confession. Y'all know I don't, I've said this, but for all of our newcomers, when, you know, I, I've said this several times, but it just, it's, it just kind of teaches you something. If, when I walk in, and if I walk in and somebody say, well, here comes big money, you know what I say? Amen. Come on, speak that, shoot. Come on. Come on, I'm going to hang out here. I'll buy an extra hamburger just because you said that. Come on. Give me two grocery carts. Uh -uh. You won't ever hear me say, that ain't me. Shoot, I ain't got it. Poor mouth. Shouldn't come out of the kingdom of God. Keep a faith. I don't care, but you might not. You might have to get, beg some money so you could get to the store to get some food. I don't care. You keep a positive confession on your mouth. You keep a positive confession on your lips. What's it going to cost you? What's it hurting you? You keep a positive confession on your mouth at all times. Glory be to God. I walked in a place, it wasn't too long, about three weeks ago. They said, man, if I had your money, I would throw mine away. I said, you sure would. <laughs> you ain't lying about that. And I love to watch the world look at me crazy when I say something like that. You sure would. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that keep pouring into me. Somebody walks up to you and says, man, you're beautiful today. Say, thank you. I know I am. Praise God. By the glory of God. Now, don't get prideful in it now. Don't get prideful. But I'm helping some young ladies out. Struggling with self-image. Because you don't look like Carly. What's her name? Carly B or whatever. Carly, whatever. Whatever her name is, she need to be herself off the TV. Amen. Be yourself at, back at home. Be in the closet, put some clothes on. Come on, somebody. Can I get a good amen in the house of God? Need to help some of y'all. <laughs> But you understand where I'm coming from right here. A positive confession on your lips, church. 
It ain't costing you anything and it can help you in every way. Hallelujah. Speak to this mountain. Like I said today, I know this is a little different than y'all usually are witnessing here. You know, but the Holy Ghost just said, he put an urgency in me. In me. He said, go teach them. He said, because the enemy's going to come and he's going he's gonna to try to, he can't stop what God's releasing on this place. He can't stop it. He can't make it go away. But he can get you out of it if you let him. And I just refuse to let him. Hallelujah. Speak to it. One more testimony and then we'll, we'll stand and pray. I remember uh, years and years ago when we first started our company, this old guy, I guess he, I don't know. Anyway, we won't talk about him. But uh, he, he, was, he was wanting to sue me and my, my brother because we were starting the company and things like that. And, and uh, we didn't have no money. We had to take, now I don't advise this at all. I'm just trying to give you the, the, the <laughs> I'm just trying to give you where we were. We didn't even have the money to hire the lawyer for a retainer. We had to put the retainer fee on a credit card. That's called broke. And then, not only that, he's coming after everything. Our houses, our cars, everything. So I got the court papers. And in my old house, where we used to live, I had an altar built in a room. It was a prayer room. And the Holy Ghost said, you take those papers and lay it on that altar. And every time you see those papers, you speak to this mountain. He didn't say pray about it. I already know the will of God. The will of God's for the righteous to prosper. I don't have to ask him about this. He said, you speak to it and you command it to be removed and cast into the sea. Well, started doing that for a little while. Things didn't get any better. You know, sometimes things get worse. That's a word for those of you that are praying for your prodigals. You start praying, all of a sudden they got locked up and you're like, God ain't doing nothing. No, God's working. Stay in it. God is working. Trust me. There ain't nothing that'll get a prodigal's attention like that bam of that door and they can't go nowhere. And it's 59 degrees below zero in there. Anyway, I kept speaking. It started getting worse. And then all of a sudden, we didn't hear nothing for a while. And I kept speaking. Kept speaking to the mountain. Play me something soft, Trey. Kept speaking to the mountain. If God didn't show up, there wasn't going to be no help for us. Kept speaking to the mountain. Every time I'd get in there, get in, see them papers, I command you, you mountain, get out of my way. Be cast into the sea. We didn't hear nothing for a while. 
I was talking to somebody else that, that come by our office that day. He was in the business. He said, did you hear what happened to the, this person right here? I said, no, I didn't hear nothing. What, what are you talking about? He said, well, it was in a magazine I was reading the other day. It's a magazine that was printed in our industry, uh, a field of industry. And he said, he was forced. He was sued by another company. And he was forced to, to print a letter in that magazine. And he has to pay for that letter to be published in that magazine every month for the next 24 months, apologizing to this other company. And he was sued for X amount of dollars. I said, I didn't know nothing about that. He left and I said, Lord, you are good. <laughs> Last thing we heard of that, we got some papers saying the lawsuit's been dropped. Don't have to worry about that anymore. See, that was the enemy trying to get us out of that place, church. Let me get you in that fear. Let me get you in that place where you're all worried and anxious divided, angry, upset, offended, blaming everybody else. Let me try to drag you out of that place. But we just stayed there, Pastor Antoine. I said, God, I know you told us. Here we are. If they're going to get us, they got to come through you first. See, when you're in the glory, if they're going to get to you, they got to come through the glory first. Abide in the glory, church. Abide in it. And watch as the Lord continues to keep you. As the Lord continues to bless you. As the Lord continues to prosper you. Isaac in the time of famine, reap a hundredfold. Because I don't have to ask the earth, will it produce? I tell the earth to produce. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Come on and stand with me all over this place. Bow your heads all over this place. Those of you watching today, thank you so much for watching to the end of the broadcast. I know this was a little different today, but needed. People of God have to be taught from time to time so that they are not tossed to and fro. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.